Welcome to The Truth in His Heart. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I'm in conversation with a dance artist, teacher, choreographer, born and raised in Richmond, Virginia. Please welcome Anastasia Johnson. Hello, hello. So thank you for um, for coming on and we're, we're here. We're here, we're making it happen. Uh, on, a, on a Tuesday, we're, we're recording this. Uh, not a Monday, if it was a Monday, it's just... Uh, what do you got? <laughs> right. Facts. <laughs> Big facts. So, you know, before we get too deep into it, um, I want to invite you to do something that's either going to be nerve wracking or something that could take up the entire podcast. Um, share your story. What is your story? Uh, tell us about you. Where did you grow up? And maybe what was your first experience with dance or, or performance? Yeah. So, um, like you said, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Um, Henrico County to be exact for those who are from that Richmond area and knows about that. Um, yeah, I pretty much was dancing growing up all through and through. Um, very into the educational side of things as well. My mom was a um, daycare provider, so I grew up with a daycare in our household. So we had the neighborhood house, like everybody was there all the time. I have a lot of nieces and nephews, big families, so I'm used to being around people all the time. Um, so that was definitely a huge part of my childhood. Um, going to church, going to grandma's house, all the cousins in the world. That type of uh, a deal was more so like how I grew up again. But I was dancing like all the time. It was something that I just seemed deemed fun. So I just kind of did it all the time. I was very good at like picking up choreo off of videos. And I was a huge Disney kid. So like <laughs> she the girls new choreography free from beginning to end yeah um <laughs> so it was more so just like me just wanting to be a disney kid to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it yeah um some of those things i, I remember growing up I didn't want to be a Disney kid. I, I wanted to be uh, a Power Ranger, I guess. It's like, how can I get into a fight and you know do highly choreographed martial arts that none of the people actually are doing? These are <laughs> these are videos from other things. But some of those um, those childhood things we actually revisit when we get older, and we you know as adults find a way to turn it into you know more of a creative outlet, and, and it has these sort of things where. It's, it's education, it could be a business, it's the adult version of what we were doing as kids. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I was definitely like a natural hip hop dancer too. So like when people were at parties to actually dance battle, that was my scene. Like I felt so seen. So like people <laughs> don't even do that anymore at parties. Like the dance battles, all that, that was just, that was my childhood for sure. Now you're giving me more rapid fire questions because I just took one down based on what you said there. It's going to come back to haunt you, just so you know. Love it. <laughs> so, you know, I was kind of touching on a little bit a, a moment ago. Um, tell us about AJ Collabs. Let's just learn a little bit about that. Yeah, so AJ Collab is a, my dance company. Um, we kind of focus on shedding light on different like social injustices to marginalized communities and mm. things like that, especially to black folks um but doing during that doing that through like dance education um collaboration community engagement performances things like that so finding ways to connect to people to talk about issues that maybe not everybody is talking about um how movement plays a part in that how art in general plays a part in that um so yeah 
so and, and i'm and i'm skipping ahead because i have a, a question that definitely keys in on what you just mentioned there so like movement and performance the, my, at least from my understanding i have two i have two left feet or two right feet i, I don't i don't know i don't know how it goes i, I can't bust a move <laughs> two left but you know everybody can everybody can move everybody might not call themselves a dancer but everybody's a mover and I'm a I, I am a mover that. i'm a mover and a shaker okay yeah see see so it, it but I, I find that it has a connection to emotion right um at least at least that's my understanding what feelings do you often find the 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 sort of work that you're doing with the collaborations the work that you're doing just in because i see you know artistic director i see a lot of different things that are there what sort of emotions are connected like like with your work like in thinking of something more recent because i know there's a lot of stuff you're like well sometimes it's anger sometimes it's sadness so yeah. thinking about something recent yeah I think it, it definitely shifts often. Um, I definitely think it, it it plays a part into what my intention is for moving. Um, is it just for fun? Is it just to have joy and just to have my body moving? Is it just to, is it a healing practice? Am mm. I doing it to, to just like calm my anxiety? Am I doing it to just like be one with the music? So it, it definitely shifts about like the intention of how I'm moving to how I'm feeling. But um, at this point, I'm I'm really interested into finding the joy aspect of this practice where I am right now. I'm I'm refining the joy in it. I think I've like so many years of like being in school. I went to perform at arts high school, yeah. did dance in college and things like that. And then you get into the real world, you're just like, okay, I need to make money. I need to be a dancer. But like I don't want to lose having the actual fun. Like that kid that I was at a dance battle. I don't want to lose that joy of being that kid um, and my love for dance in that way. So I'm I'm really focusing on finding the joy again right now. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think being able to have that joy, that reason, that purpose, if you will, it's like this is why I do it. And with uh, I look at, you know, sometimes when I first schedule an interview with someone versus when this interview actually happens. How many interviews have I done between those? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, there's a lot since like probably when we talked initially, it was like, yeah. here's 300 interviews. Now I'm at 450. <laughs> and, you know, with a lot of stuff going out, it's trying not to. And it's not quite the same, but I'm sure there is a connection in, with it. Trying to be able to connect what I'm doing to being my art form, my, my practice versus being creating content because mm -hmm. those are, those are two very different things. Right. Right. So definitely, you know, feeling the love and the reasoning behind why you do a particular creative practice. And, you know, there's always this sort of question on how is this going to get funded and all of that, which. Hello. <laughs> oof, you know, <laughs> where's the money? <laughs> yeah. Where's the money? Where are the resources? And, mm -hmm. You know, so tell, tell me about that. Like, how are how does how does that work for you? Like, how do you kind of navigate, you know, keeping the keeping the love for it while, you know, trying to have that sort of business, that more professional structure around something that as a creator and as a person that's done this for a long time, that's like, I love this. This is my baby. This is whole this pursuit is mine versus. All right. I'm going to get this funded. I need to rent this space. I need to. Yeah. yeah, it's also like um, setting 
the people around you in a certain way. Like, I feel like the people around me have that understanding and that support and we're, and we're like aligned in that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm very cautious about like the people that I'm working with and the people that I'm like entering into my artistic practices. Um, just because as many artists are, like they're very, you know, protective over their art. So I don't really kind of want to just throw it away to everybody. Like when I'm ready for that presentation aspect of it, yes, sure. But that doesn't always um, have that same feel in like the practicing of it, if that makes sense. So um, I think the people around me definitely have a, a huge part in it. Like if they believe in what I'm doing and what I'm creating, they're more than happy to help. They're more happy to give me to other people or to help me network or to give me advice or to sit in on my rehearsals and, and give me feedback and things like that. So. I think the community that I'm curating around myself is a huge part of keeping that, like that level headedness and not getting too heady about like the business side of things. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I, I, I like that. I like when it's, when you get into a creative environment, you're around other creatives or other people that are helping move and they, they get it, you know? (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm I'm always super appreciative of people investing the time in doing this. And it's like, okay, you're here, you want to do it. So right there, some of those early things are already done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Of like trying to convince you this is worth your time or this conversation is going to be interesting. So we're already there. We're already agreeing to do it. So exactly. naturally, there's a good energy as a creative sort of energy and exchange that's happening. You know, we're not in the same space, obviously, at this point, because we're recording through Zoom. But when people are in the same room and I'm doing this and when it's in the same room, it's just like, wow, it's all of this creative juice just in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel that for sure. I, so, I'm, and I'm going to go back to a question that I realized I've skipped, but I want to get a sense of, you know, like place, right? So what is it about your city? You know, you mentioned proudly Richmond, Virginia. Uh, what is it about your city or in this case, sort of like region as well? Because, you know, DMV, you know, Virginia is a part of that, obviously. Um, how does it inspire your art? Like, you know, talk about, you know, some of the like, I guess, the dance scene um, down there, the the creative scene in, in Richmond and DMV. And how is that like, you know, influential to to what you do? How does it serve what you do as creator? Yeah, so I have relocated. I'm in, I'm in um, PG County right now, so I have relocated. I would say uh, the art scene in Richmond is growing, um, but it, it wasn't at the pace that I wanted it to be at the space that I was in at the time. So sure. I decided to relocate up here. I work in D.C., but I do a lot of my um, artwork in both D.C. and Maryland. Um, I think this area is so interesting because, one, it's open to a lot I, I feel like it allows you to just kind of put ideas out there and you can kind of find your niche, your your different groups of people yeah. and things like that, um, which is really, really cool because you can kind of just like, oh, you're into that or you're into this kind of art. All right. Let's, let's kind of build on that. So it's really cool in that way because it doesn't really feel very limiting. Um, so I think that's a little a little bit more freedom is what I feel mm. in this area than I feel like I might would have had staying in Richmond. I get you. Yeah. When you, you, you're going to, because it, 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 there's this idea I've been into this book called Death of an Artist. And, 
they talk about like the the centers, right? The art centers. Like if you want to do this, you got to go to Chicago, L.A., New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, right. And it, and it's definitely a size and scope thing. And you know, I I, I I struggle with it at times of you know in conversations with people because I always like put on for your city, do it in this place, make it happen. But also sometimes it's like the infrastructure and the resources, or even in some instances working in, I guess, a um, curio- a choreographer sort of capacity, they may not have the, the dance talent that's there that you're you're looking to work with or looking to collaborate, or you may want to do choreography for, let's say, theater or something in that, 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 that respect. And it's not a huge theater scene in the space where a person, where you may be at. So mm-hmm. being able to kind of leave and maybe, you know, use that sort of thing to bring it back home is, is a thing as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, Talk to me about like, because you're multi-hyphenate is 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 one of those things, and you know I know it's a, a thing that's thrown around. Like I do everything, um, right. and that's the way I'm going to put it. You know, when I write this bio up, it's like everything. <laughs> so describe like what you would say your top three responsibilities are, because you know that you have the the education side of it, you have the choreography, you have the, the the dance and being an artist in your own respect and facilitating folks and experiencing their art. So, so tell me about those like responsibilities. What do they look like for you on a day to day? Yeah, I would say um, overall, I consider myself an educator. Mm. So everything I feel like feeds into how can this become a learning process in some ways shape or form um so whether that is during through like community engagement or performances and things like that it's a form of uh sharing knowledge yeah so um i would say that that plays a huge part in it um day to day uh it's a great question but it's more so kind of fine-tuning what I want that message or so to be. Um, I feel like I'm still shifting and altering what my artistic voice is and um, what I'm really trying to get across, if that makes sense. Um, I think that I'm still very early on in my in my range of that. My company is three years old, going on four years in February. Um, so I feel like I'm still fairly new to to this artistic director scene. Um, but yeah, it's still very fresh. So yeah. <laughs> but I like that. I like that. And you know, from from what I'm seeing, like and what I've heard so far from you, the impression I get is it's not anything that's really set in stone. You know, it's just like it could be this, but also I'm not against this as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it's it's some space that's there. Um, like it's a part of me that like, okay, I want to fine tune this and have, have this clear, clear language, right? Yeah. Meant for grants, but also, <laughs> <laughs> but also I'm like, I just want to make the art that I want to make. If you rock with it, you rock with it. If you don't, you don't. And that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that's a huge part of it too. Like, don't label me though. Uh, don't do that. And so. No, I like that because that that's the thing where we it's like, how can we put this in a box and the view, the concept on how someone deems art? It's, it's like the iPhone. It's like, well, waiting for that new one to come out where they actually include dance, because I know that, you know, at least here in Baltimore, I remember listening to it was one of one of those grant calls and. 
you know, one of the people that ran like a, a small dance company or what have you, their studio, it like be great if you guys start acknowledging dance as an art. And it's it's left out of the conversation a lot. And even doing this, you know, this podcast thing, it, it's really interesting where that satisfaction comes from and having people tell you your work is good. I love what you're doing. I appreciate you talking with the different creators and, and doing your thing and facilitating their thing. But it's not listed as journalism. It's not listed as storytelling. It's yeah. like, oh, so I can't, I'm trying to write grantees, but it's not quite working out, you know? And dance is so fascinating in that way because it's people want to label it as one thing, right? Some some people want to just make, make it a recreational thing. Some people yeah. just want to make it an art form. Some people um, go the sports route and the competition route of things. Like, But all of that is valid. Like, yeah. you don't have to <laughs> act like one, one doesn't exist without the other. Like, if you specialize in one area of it, that's fine. But dance doesn't have to be this just like one thing, which is why I love it so much because I can explore the different aspects of it yeah. personally. Yeah, I think it's also the question around like artistic merit or what have you. And, it, I, and I understand from a grant perspective, it's always storytelling. You know, it's always like, well, you know, I'm gonna paint the, I'm gonna paint the reasoning, and it's like, this is my motivation. This is why I do what I do, and you know, as you kind of touched on earlier, this is my reasoning. I don't know if you guys want from me. <laughs> right. This is what it is. <laughs> this is what it is. I have nothing else for you. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, as far as where you're you're at, you know, and 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 maybe this takes in some stuff outside of dance, but as a as a creative. What are three truths that guide you and your your work, what have you? Um, like, I this is the truth in his art. So I like to ask this sort of question, and I'll say, you know, in a, in, a, in an attempt to pad here, you know, so you can have a moment to think about it because I know mm -hmm. it's a weighty question. Uh, I think for me, like I, when I look at truth, it's just like I've been working on a speech about this recently, so I'm, it's really top of mind of like. You know, the person that's telling the truth is sometimes they're the most hated person, but they have to do the dirty work. It's mm -hmm. like, wow, I wish you didn't say that that way, but is it valid? Is it true? Is it real? Um, this this idea that the truth is multifaceted. You know what I mean? Like your truth through your lived experience is going to be different from mine. So there are some points where we intersect, but, you know, just because out of, out of the, we, we have a similar shade, if you will, and from a similar yeah. part of the, the country, but at the same time, you know, there would be things that you've experienced. And the key thing for me is, and I think for a lot of people I would invite to do, don't diminish for someone else's story and someone else's truth is. And, um, Lastly, you know, it's uh, I, I think you only owe the world truth. You know what your truth is. That's all you owe. Just I don't need money. I don't need rewards. I just need to be able to have the capacity to share the truth. Those are the things that I think that try to guide me in how I approach this sort of podcast and this sort of work that I'm doing here. Um, one truth. One truth about my art is that it is personal. It mm. is. It is my art shares stories of me, uh, ideas of me, um, emotions of me and things like that. So my art is definitely a reflection of who I am. Um, I would say another truth is that collaboration is essential. Mm. That is, if, if you ever worked with me in that, in that space, you would be like, okay, so what are we doing? 
what we doing. <laughs> so it's, def- <laughs> it's definitely a collaboration, which is why AJ collabs. I made it very clear about what I want my practice to be like. We are in this together. Um, it's more of a verb than a name, if anything. <laughs> like, I collabs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and a third truth. I can't think of a third one right now. TBA. TBA, yeah. thing. Yeah, but those two, those two feel feel good. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting exercise to do. It really kind of, I think it helps us and reminds us what's the most important part of what we're doing and like why we're doing it. You know, some people will say, it's your North Star. It's like, eh, less of that. That feels corporate. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's that. Um, so it, why is dance such a, such a powerful form of cultural expression? Um because, I mean, you know, despite my comment earlier about my left feet, you know, comparatively, I feel like, you know, my my melody and my blackness enables me to have a certain rhythm, if you will. So, <laughs> and I express myself culturally. So wh- <laughs> why is it? I a- met black people with no rhythm, honey. It's OK. <laughs> it's, it exists. It is out there. Trust and believe. It's on a curve, though. It's on a curve. Like my comparative is like. All right, I don't think you got it, bro. I got a little bit more, just enough more than you. It's definitely a curve. Um, it's 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 part of culture in general. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so um, like even the social aspect here. Like how I was saying, like the different aspects of dance, like whether that be athletic or art or whatever. But like just the social um, aspect of it and how it brings people together and the collaboration that it has with music and music and dance and how it elevates just so many experiences and things like that. Like you can be at a cookout or something, a song come on and uh, automatically a communion of people have a similar movement in, in such a way, right? Yeah. Um, this is why like, similar to like how Michael Jackson became so famous globally because of this like, even though everybody didn't know the language that he was singing his songs, but people had that movement and that music together that kind of just, spread like wildfire mm. so it just it just has a sense it automatically can bring a sense of community which is why in a lot of dance practices definitely of people of cultures that is not american like a circle is so powerful in dance because of that community aspect and that like infinity like no non-ending yeah. space and things like that so it's just it can bring a sense of community which Again, you don't have to consider yourself a dancer, but everybody is a mover. Movement, movement is so healing. <laughs> like it's just, it's just so healing. No, I love that, and and I think you just helped me realize why. Whenever the song for the wobble comes on, I got no moves for it. I just kind of go to the side. I just descend. <laughs> it's like I didn't get that memo, uh, <laughs> but I appreciate everyone doing it. It's like, man, y'all, y'all do that. Y'all go. Y'all got it. <laughs> but it's always that one person you didn't think that had rhythm come out, and you'd be like, oh, and then just like the uh, aspect of like, oh, okay, I'll teach you how to be doing it, like that. People bringing people in, like it's just like it's contagious, you know. Like, so it's just it's beautiful in that way of how how movement can just translate. It's cultural exchange too, where you know people are like, I, I know what this is. I'm not quite sure. How do I swing my hips with that? <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you you know how do you stay inspired to to create like and, and to be to be creative? Because it takes courage, it takes time, energy, and with 
something as you were describing that it's very much you your emotions are a part of it, your feelings are a part of it, your your personal is a part of it and not all the time is great not all the time is fun sometimes it's like man i am sick i this is i've had a bad weekend going through a breakup and stubbed my toe how do you you know stay inspired to create in those those moments where your cup is a lot less full i mean a lot less uh full than empty you know like you got nothing you got yeah very minimal how do you stay inspired I think one, I try not to force myself to do that just for others. Like, um, I think it was a point in time when I was just like, okay, I got to make this choreo all the time. I got to put out a project. I got to do this. But now I'm like, if I'm not feeling it and nothing is really pushing me in that way, I'm not going to force myself to make a project just to make a project when I'm not committed to the project because I'm also like, I don't want to put out anything that's just like crap. Like I don't want that. So, um, and again, like I said, I want my art to be truly a reflection of me Mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form. So if I'm not putting my all all into it, then I'm just like, yeah, no, it's a a no for me. Um, But then also when it comes to this collaboration idea too, it's more so how am I feeding off of the people that I'm working with Um, and the people that are around me. Um, I used to teach public school, but even in different practices, when I teach like non-dancers, they are very shy at times, right? So it may, you'd be like, how am I gonna make a piece on these people that don't really know how to do much? But right, but again, they have sense of different types of movements. So sometimes like, even if I'm like in a work welcome circle is what I like to call it, and we're just introducing ourselves. And I'm like, okay, give me a movement in your name. And they'll go like this. I'm like, oh, so now we're just gonna move into it. So you're taking something <laughs> and now you're just like making a little fun and things like that. So it's more so of just kind of taking little bits of like the people that are surround you to make them feel included to be like, oh, I played a part in this like thing that we did. Um, so other people definitely inspire me and in how they move because everybody doesn't move like me. And I think that's interesting. I'm like, okay, how did you do that? Explain to me how you like. And so I'm just nerdy in that way when it comes to like figuring out how other people function (laughs) i like it i I like learning about folks's processes and like how do they go about like just being in it because you know we have this this sense of we don't show the work we don't show what goes into it we just like show the end result when we have that again that con that content versus art sort of thing mm-hmm. art you're in the weeds you're, you're in there kind of like eh, you know, doing all of this trying to trying to figure out trying to trying to trying to work into it and you know that sort of trust that sort of collaboration i would imagine you know there are times where i'm like man this conversation is going to go great and then the person's like i i don't know how to answer that question i didn't read your questions but i don't know what to say <laughs> And it just goes left. And, you know, you try to do your best to make it work. But in the end result, I can edit all of that out, too. (laughs) And it's like, I want to make you and I look great here. Right. Like, how can I fix this to work? (laughs) Because it's not working. In the shortest episode of The Truth in This Art, Rob Lee has a five minute conversation. (laughs) It's like, that's not even a podcast, bro. Right. What happened here? Like, sorry, I didn't read the question. Sorry. <laughs> or even having this this sense because I, I like to keep the 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 this feels it feels weird to say the magic, but I like to keep that sort of it is an unscripted sort of thing. There's a framework, if you will, but right. if all the answers were scripted, then I start asking different questions because right. I wanted to feel like this is a conversation and I would imagine it's the same when you're like, I'm not feeling this. Let's switch it up. 
And then the people who've had some experience with dancing, they're going to be like, oh, we're improvising now. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because sometimes steps and big movement can seem intimidating. Mm-hmm. So how can I meet your world instead of you meeting mine? Because I went to school for this. I have a degree in this, but you did not. So I have to meet your world. Yeah. I got one last real question for you. And uh, um, actually two, two, two real questions left for you. And then a litany of rapid fire questions because you've been so entertaining and interesting that I now have more <laughs> questions. So let's talk about kind of stepping outside of what the primary practice might be. And, you know, kind of experimenting with other new or, or different unfamiliar art practices. Um, I, I don't know if these are our practice, but I've gotten to this sort of spot where I'm doing more MC work and more mm-hmm. panel discussions, which it's it's a lift. It is it is different and it's uncomfortable at times. It's but it's very informational. It's like, OK, you know, I need to do this a little bit more or work on your you know, how you go about it and, and things of that nature. I'm learning and I think it impacts how I go about doing this. Mm-hmm. Like that sort of work, because it's harder, makes this feel a little easier because it's one to one. I can give you my yeah. undivided attention. So if, is there a practice that you engage in? Maybe painting. I've heard people that say, I play the guitar and it makes me a better chef somehow. And I'm like, tell me more. Right. So what is that for you? I, I love the arts in general. So I think having an appreciation for other arts definitely inspire my art. And again, similar to you, like just like learning people processes and and how they think and why they make the work they do. I'm very interested in that as well. So I'm like, Oh, tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're just having this deep conversation about art and I'm like, Oh God, this is great. And you know how creatives can get like that sometimes in spaces anyway. So um, that, that definitely is something that's, of interest to me and I'm I'm finding that I'm being in more spaces of like just networking and not networking in a way of like what can I get from you but networking and like knowing the community around me in a different way like that doesn't feel as pressury of like um I want to be in your company and like that type of thing like that type of feel it's just more so like I just want to know your name I've been seeing you around the area I just wanted to say hi so I've been finding that I've been in those spaces more, which feels really nice. Um, that I don't really have to feel the pressure of being like, oh my gosh, they performed in the Kennedy Center. Oh, like <laughs> I can't talk to them. Like, you know, <laughs> it's it's it doesn't feel um I'm getting to know this community in that way. So just talking to people have just been a nice practice that I've been I've been having so far that that's kind of outside of like the movement aspect of it. Yeah. Um, because when I first moved here, I was meeting a lot of people in dance classes. So, you know, we were talking like post-show or something or things, or post-class and things like that. But talking to people on more of a personal level has been a really nice addition to like my art practice and understanding the city. And yeah, it's been really nice. I like having those sort of uncommon or unexpected things that become part of the practice, part of the process. Um I always like work in audiobooks as part of what I do. Like, and they're usually creative books, usually books about, you know, what does a creative individual think? Like, how does this person go about it? And it's not the traditional, because I think a lot of times when we think of like art books, we think of visual art. Mm-hmm. And audiobooks do not lend itself to like, now let me describe what this painting looks like. It's like, all right, we're still in the same chapter, bro. Can we, can we get through it? <laughs> So this is the last one I got for you. Um, last real question. Um, 
what what is that what would be that number one piece of advice if someone's coming to you and they're like they're interested in going into choreography going into artistic direction basically they're like i want to be you what piece of advice would you give them it, that's, that's an interesting question because i've been mentoring a lot too which is like another practice that i feel like i've been doing lately uh, that i feel like i can like i'm mentoring others oh wow okay um, <laughs> <laughs> um I, I definitely express the joy aspect that I talked about at the beginning to them. Um, definitely if they're like coming straight out of undergrad. Because sure. coming out of undergrad, it's just like, uh, oh my gosh, like I gotta make money. I gotta do this, I gotta do that. I gotta, whatever, what city am I gonna move to? And I'm just like, don't lose the joy. Because if you get stuck, if you get stuck in the whole idea of what you think an artist's life is, you will be disappointed. Like <laughs> you, you will be disappointed. Anybody out here freelancing will tell you you will be disappointed if you think you're gonna come in here with one thing and leave out with another. That's not how this is gonna work. <laughs> so, so remember why you want to do this. If you're doing it, just like strictly on the business aspect. Aspects of things like it's gonna it's gonna feel completely different to you. So just just don't lose the joy. Thank you. That's that's good. I, I was thinking there for a second. Uh, mm -hmm. I was envisioning you for some reason with the locks and, and and saying like, yeah, you know, like the line from Fame. This is where <laughs> you earn it. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got I got a couple rapid fire questions for you. Um, and I always like to preface it. Don't overthink them. They're 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 quick answers. They're ridiculous, but they're quick answers in some instances. They're just ridiculous. All right. What was your nickname when you were younger? Oh my goodness. Okay, a lot of people don't know this. <laughs> but okay, whatever. My nickname was Star. Okay. My nickname was Star. Yeah. All right. That's how I'm gonna wrap the show up. All right, Star. It's been real. Keep <laughs> a star. Uh what is the best country you've visited? I've only been out of the country one time. So I went to London, England. Um, I was there for a month. Had a great time, though. That's great. Uh, this is... <laughs> so not too many people know the nickname, so I got another. What is something that most people would not know about you? Hidden talent, for sake of argument. Random. I went to summer Spanish camp. for It was weird. I don't know why I went. Like, I learned nothing. It was... <laughs> It was, I went, my mom used to put me in everything. It's her fault, but it's fine. I I, I don't know any Spanish. So. It's like, I'm bad at Spanish, hidden talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that two, that true, that two truths and a lie. It's like, what's the lie? I don't know Spanish well. <laughs> but I went to the camp. But I was there I was, though. I was at the camp, learned nothing. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was a straight A student, both make most, mostly based on attendance. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, if you were to add, um, so today, so now let's say starting tomorrow, the day is 25 hours. What do you do with the extra hour? Oh, the extra hour? Mm-hmm. My, my first reaction with the food, I'm like, where I'm eating at? <laughs> I'm like, where I'm eating at? Oh, man. If I had an extra hour just to like preserve for like a really good meal, I would love that. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that. The next question has to do with food. Oh, uh, if someone's like, I need a suggestion on somewhere to go, you know, location doesn't matter. It can be anywhere. 
but it's something that you really like. It's getting your stamp of approval, that star stamp of approval. Uh, where do you tell them to go? And what do you tell them to have? Where do I tell them to go? Mm. Like, what did I have for lunch? Yeah, that's <laughs> a great question. I know what I'm going to tell them to have. I'm going to tell you to get a seafood boil, but I don't know where I'm going to tell you to get it from. I got to find, a. I got to find, I don't know. I got to find where to get it from, but like a, a really good seafood boil. I went to one and I don't remember the name. I don't remember the name. Okay. So this is the last one I got for you. You know, I made, I kind of referenced this a little bit earlier. If you, you, you were probably paying attention. I referenced this a little bit earlier. What is your favorite dance movie? Dance movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My, one of my childhood one might have been Rise. It was a crumping movie. I don't know. Everybody mm-hmm. don't know that movie. That if you was a real crumper, you know that movie. Um, <laughs> and then but real also, crumpers only. <laughs> right, real crumpers only. Um, I was one back then, but not anymore. Uh, <laughs> now I would say uh, I'm debating between like a good like well, Stump the Yard is more a step, but it's still a version of dance. But Stump the Yard is a classic, yeah. a classic funny, funny one. Yeah. I mean, I, because I like to troll a little bit, I definitely got to go, you know, you got to serve because I want to say this one for you, oh, little saint. You got to serve. You got to do it for little saints. You know what? You, you know what? You're right. I'm going to give it to you. You're right. You're right. Just for the meme ability of it. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it for little saint for sure. That's, that's great. That is great. <laughs> So uh, that's pretty much it for me and all of my questions. I'm going to try to maintain composure here. I'm also a comedian, if you didn't know. <laughs> so I, w- I want to thank you for coming on to this podcast. It's been a treat. And uh, I want to invite and encourage you to to plug away, shamelessly plug, tell the folks where to check you out, website, social media. The floor is yours. Yeah, mostly everything is AJ Collabs. AJ Collabs on Facebook, AJ Collabs on Instagram, AJ Collabs 8 at Gmail if you want to hit me up. Um, yeah, AJcollabs.com. So AJ Collabs everything. Well, there you have it. I want to again thank Anastasia Johnson for coming on to the podcast and chopping it up with me. And for Anastasia Johnson, I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture, dance, and around your neck of the woods, you just gotta look for it. Mm-hmm.